Hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Other Page Radio today, WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. This is Haywood Fennell Sr. Program is brought to you by Triad Veterans League in association with the BNN Media Group. And folks... We got a guest I'm talking about. We have an, an amazing talent. We have a friend of cultural enrichment. We have a friend of theater, especially black theater. We got a producer that produces, and her name is Verna Hampton. Verna, welcome to the Other Page Radio. How are you, my dear? I am wonderful, you wonderful, Haywood. I was so glad to have you here again. Thank you for to having bringing me bringing us up to date on where you've been and how you've been. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Tell us a little bit about your latest, latest, please. Well, the latest, latest is the Pudding Stone Creatives, Robbie McCauley Play Reading and Performance Lab. Okay. And we're actually in Module 2, and that's every Wednesday from April 5th to June the 21st. That's Module 2, mm-hmm. from 6 p.m. to 8.30, and it's at Vine Street Community Center, 339 Dudley Street, wow. Roxbury, Mass., in the Nubian Square Cultural District. In the Nubian Square Culture Yes. District. Now, the lab is open to professionals and non-professionals, union and non-union actors, writers, directors, musicians, and performers, ages 18 years and up, with some exceptions. Uh, module 2 will take the lab to the next level, we will be selecting and presenting staged readings of scenes from the plays and screenplays we read in Module 1. Mm. And the rehearsal process will include a focus on characterization, stage presence, and blocking. For more information, Verna Hampton at Putting Stone Creatives, and the number is 347-951-3972. Three nine seven two. That's a number you need to repeat again, Miss Vernon. I surely will. The number is three four seven nine five one three nine seven two. Hey, I folks, do. we got we really got a, a working hard working lady here. Uh, you know, I just want to thank you, Vernon, for run, running down of what you're doing over at the, the Vine Street, and that uh, who's eligible because that kind of mixture of folks, uh, everybody's going to learn something. Yes. You know, and uh, I'm sure that you're going to get the butter from the duck, as they used to say. 
and when, when they working with you because you don't play you you know you take what you do serious you yes know? sir tell us a little bit please about you and uh, your latest performance in New York or wherever how did it go and what did you do oh it was wonderful we had an invited guest performance at my music director uh, Gary Shriners in New York, up in Washington Heights, Mm -hmm. and my band, Big Red's House, just the core section, we went and we performed, and it was well-received. We will be going back home. I, You know, I consider New York home. Boston's home, too, Bostonians. Don't think it's not. I was born here. But um, we will be bringing something to the 135th Street Y, they have a 100-seat theater that is known because of the Harlem Renaissance. Oh, yeah. Everyone performed there because okay. that was, at the time, one of the places where we could perform yeah. during the Harlem Renaissance. And I'm working on a piece now that's going to be around San Juan Hill, okay. which was where black people lived before there was the um, Lincoln Center. Right. <laughs> And uh, so you're touching bases today. Yes, darling. You come over here. You come over here (laughs) to let them know. You know, (laughs) you can get past first base. You know, you you know how to run things. Come on now. Go ahead. Go ahead now. You know, we need. You know, a lot of us don't understand. Yeah. Everybody wants to get to Lincoln Center, and I've been blessed to have done a lot of work at Lincoln Center. Oh wow, that's tremendous. Yeah, I did around eight. Lincoln Center. Abel Fishy Hall. Uh, uh, at the out, Lincoln Out of Doors. Yeah. And, uh, With the fountains and all of that. Yes, sir. And then I believe I'm still in the Lincoln Center Library for the, uh, we did non-traditional casting at mm-hmm. Syracuse Stage. Mm-hmm. And they used us and we're still in the library oh, for I, Alan Akeborn's play, How the Other Half Loves. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I got to say something right here, folks. When you see Avery Fisher Hall, <laughs> yeah. when you see that building in the daytime <laughs> with the water fountain shooting water up and you on Broadway, uh-huh. Or the night's light Mm -hmm. and the people going to the concerts. And you were there, Werner? Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yes, sir. And also the theater company that raised me, the family theater company, La Familia, Uh that's where they did Short Eyes. I remember Short Eyes. Yeah. Uh, Well, the family repertory companies, which started in the prison system of New York. Yes, yes. Uh, that's where I was their first intern. What was that brother's name? That uh, Marvin Felix Camillo. Come on, Pancho. Now. There yeah. you go. I remember that. I remember that production. Yes, sir. They oh, won several goodness. awards, and then as during the height of that, come on, that's come on, when v. I became one of their first interns from a university. Okay. And I went as an intern, and I stayed, and I'm still affiliated with them. Mm -hmm. And I went from being a college intern to being one of the assistant directors, and also they used some of my pieces. So we're talking about the legacy beginning uh, right there. Yes, sir. And, and every Wednesday. And it concludes on when again? June the 21st. Is there any culminating performance or anything? Well, we, 
we hope to do some scenes from different pieces that we've done. Okay. Uh, we hope to do that, and they'll still be read. Okay. The, it is a play reading series. And then we'll go to the next level for Module 3. We'll start people bringing in their own things to perform. And I want to just say something, because this is all about defining ourselves. Yes, sir. This is theater. You know, it's not pretense, it's pretending. <laughs> you know, and I think that people sometimes don't understand that there's a certain amount of training. Yes, sir. And learning that's required for you to have the substance that you need to do those lines. Yes, sir. And we have today with us a master, not a mistress, a master performer. Here today, Verna Hampton, we're so glad that you are here on the Other Page Radio defining who we are and how we can be better because the whole world is a stage. Yes, sir. And you can use what is being taught to personify who you are. And on that, I'd like to say something about the future. Okay. Our future artists. And last year, as you know, we did the first annual Francis Wade Bernard Student Commencement Concert and Achievement Awards Ceremony. And this year, we pushed it up till January because my calendar was so full. And this year, we will still be doing it, only we're spreading it out to Boston and Cambridge and the Boston area. And we're also adding in juniors. Tell us a little seniors. bit about that. You do what you're spreading around here. Let us know what that is okay. that you're doing. It's to honor 12 Boston area school graduating seniors and juniors who have excelled in the performing and creative arts. And this year our focus is peer leadership. These are the young students, as I was blessed to do, working with their peers creatively because there's so many. The youth is the vanguard. Mm. There are so many young leaders who are unbelievable Right, And when you watch them and you see how they carry themselves, that's our future. And we have to nurture and push them forward. Right. So that's what this is. And the, uh, how, do you, how, do you, how do you find these people? Well, I send out a nomination. Okay. Who do you send it to? I send it to different schools, different mm -hmm. creative and artistic um. You know, entities in, entities in the city and around. All right. I get to, I ask people, and that's why I've actually pushed it forward too. Right. Is I want to have a wider scope of okay. students and creative youth. And because every creative youth may already be out of high school, but they may work with, like, say, origination. Right. I watched those youth, and you had a youth group at your performance last uh, November. November, right. they they were very impressive to me. Right, they carried themselves very well. 
And those are the type of youth that I'm looking for. They let, are let definitely peer leaders. Let me ask you a question because I think it's it's important that people really know your depth. Uh, how many? How many? How many? Did you, what did you win when you was that age? <laughs> Who I, inspired you? Well, actually, my mother, my grandmother, mm-hmm. my father, my grandparents, mm-hmm. my sisters, my brother. Okay. Uh, did his, you get a scholarship? That's my question. Yes, okay. I got a scholarship to several schools. Okay. I was very political. I started the free political. Bro- did you say yes, sir? I st- or radical? Radical political. All right, okay, all right. I started the um, free breakfast for children program here in Boston. I was with the Black Panther Party, and we did a lot of work. And I mm-hmm. went on to go to Connecticut to work with the Erica Huggins uh, trial, and I was abducted by the police and beaten up and all of those things, like everybody else at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people. It wasn't just me. There were several people that we still see around. Well, we you mentioned a name uh, of a gentleman. Would you mind repeating his name again, saying a little bit about him? Marvin Felix Camille? Nope. Nope, Mr. Bullens. Oh, Mr. Ed Bullens. Well, Ed Bullens was also in the party. He was the minister of of culture, I do believe, at the time. But that's not how I know him. I know him when I went to to New York to work with the Family Repertory Company. Mm -hmm. At the time, Brother Bullens was the playwright in residence at the public theater. And... Public theater, that's Joe Sapp. Joe Papp. Joe Papp, Joe Papp's public theater... It was known as the New York Shakespearean Festival, yes, the public yes. theater. And that's where I met, and he befriended me and mentored me. And the brother and I, we would walk and talk. I was so blessed in many ways when I think and I think about what I've had. What steps? What steps? Oh, my goodness. I've been so blessed. The people yeah. that I have worked with, if I mm-hmm. sat here and started naming them, but Ed Bullens, Ed Bullens, Ed Bullens encouraged about, me. He, no nonsense. He right. was a brother, yeah. a friend, a, not a father figure, but father-like. Yes. Because he did not. He could write, too. He, and he could write. And. I, I was blessed to actually work on several of his pieces that Come he on. wrote from at, uh, when we were at the public theater, New Stuff. I can't even remember some of the names. But I remember oh, we Vanna, actually, oh, the Vanna. Family Repertory Company, we did Clara's Old Man. That was one of the first Ed Bullen's plays I had ever seen. This was even before I met him. Mm. And that's a good play. We need to do that. I would love to do Clara's Old Man. A lot of people, it's very apropos for, nine, for I was going to say 1923, for 20, <laughs> well, it was apropos then too, for 2023, yeah. it's very apropos. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll look into that and see about us. Well, I mean, you know, one of the things that, Werner, that the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program is so proud of, you know, not only are we a repertoire theater, but we're trying to become a regional theater. Yes, sir. You know, we're trying to, like, take... Uh, 40 miles, you know, most is the distance between Boston and Worcester, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like night and day. 
Yes, sir. We have tried to, you know, bring people together to plan to, you know, take it to them, you know, and at the same time build a capacity here for venues uh, to have performances. There could be a one-woman show, Mm -hmm. two-woman, two-men, three-men, cast, the whole hookup, the readings, based on the work that you're doing that blends us together to bring a professional uh, performance of any kind, you know, but you can't do any of this if you don't know and learn the skills. The basics. It's about the basic the work. skills. Yes, sir. You can be anybody you want to be on the stage, but you got to learn. Yes, sir. How to have stage presence. Yes, sir. And we're so grateful. We had the other page radio, WBCALP 102.9. FM Boston, Boston's community radio station to have Vernon Hampton a well-qualified and loved and respected thespian in our group today. Oh, God bless you. I mean, we we know who to get on here when we need somebody to come in and set the record straight because they're telling us that uh, woke is something that uh, endangers our understanding of who we are. <laughs> you know, we've been say we've been woke for many, many years. Yeah. Uh our people, our ancestors, we've been woke for a long time. Woke has just become something to people as a fad because they didn't have anything else to do during COVID at the height of COVID. So they sat and they actually paid attention to what was going on to we as a people. Yeah. And then they decided, as they usually do, is they decided to co-opt and coerce our thoughts, our thoughts. our thing that woke. Yeah. And I'd like to. May I read a poem from? Well, I mean, you know, you are a guest. How do we say no to a guest? <laughs> it's always yes. On that note, because Go ahead. you know, several things have happened over the past couple of weeks. This okay. is called open. I'm going to start with one and lead to another one. All right. Gun, 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 guns. The ballot or the bullet. That's what Brother Malcolm X said. Then the bullets of assassins rang out and killed El Shabazz dead. Gun, 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 guns. The revolution has come. It's time to pick up the gun. That's what we in the Black Panther Party sung. We have now turned the guns on our own communities, and we are killing our own mothers, fathers, daughters, and sons. Gun, 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 guns. A Midwest teen said his high school peers were mean. Next day, he brought in an Uzi, wiped out the students, the teachers, and the dean. Gun, 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 guns. A racist bigot sat in a church on a wooden wooden pew as the congregation of another hue prayed. He pulled out his gun and let the bullets spray. Nine innocent black people were shot and murdered that day. Gun, 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 guns. Smith and Wesson gets all the cash and lobbyists on the Senate floor. 
while children are maimed, killed, and crippled by bullets while playing at home in the park and in front of their own door. Gun, 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 guns. Mr. and Mrs. America kept their gun for protection in the closet way up high. Little Junior climbed up on the ladder and reached. Bam, bam, bam. Now he could live or he may die. Gun, 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 guns, gun, 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 guns, gun, 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 guns. Every town research and policy from 427-2021 stated more than 100 Americans are shot and killed per day. More than 230 Americans are shot and wounded per day. This is my next piece. It's called Open Season for No Reason. Open season for no reason. Coming up. Open season for no reason other than being black and free and everything else everyone wants to be. Oh, everybody wants to be me? <laughs> we'll see. Open season for no reason other than to be. You kidnapped most of us from our motherland, put shackles on our beautiful black hands, told us that we... We're not free, but we didn't know anything else to be. Open season for no reason other than it is you and me. We were forced onto these shores, slavers using our tortured bones for oars, and the triangle trade soars. Our blood soaked slave ship decks, shackles tightly screwed around our necks. Open season for no reason. Because of your greed, you committed many an atrocious deed. Throw us into the sea. That is where we would rather be than to be kidnapped and brought to your America and shores. Open season for no reason other than your privileged hate. You sold us at the auction gates. Throughout your United Snakes of America states, in big cities and in small towns, we made millionaires and billionaires of many, including the Washingtons, the Jeffersons, the Faneuils, the Dudleys, and the Browns. From our backs and our brains, our torture and pains, the blood, sweat, and tears you have inflicted upon my mighty people for generation of years. <laughs> we suckled and nursed and raised you, taken care of from the cradle to the grave. You stole my sweet Nubian babies and sold them to have your new roads paved. Open season for no reason. Fast forward to the 21st century. We have made many important milestones in this here land where we be. And you are still oppressing, stressing, killing, maiming, and murdering me. Brother Bunchy Carter said it best. What's there to talk about? We still ain't free. All power to the people. Register to vote now. Wow, that was so inspiring. Is that from your book? Yes, sir. Tell them, tell it, tell us the name of the book again. The name of the book is Sister FM Diva Poetry in a Miyad. Say it again, say it again. Sister FM Diva Poetry in a Miyad. 
Devil, <laughs> divine, deliverer of some words that we needed to hear today on the other page radio. Our guests, ladies and gentlemen, Verna Hampton is in town. <laughs> Wherever she goes, she makes it real. If it's not on music, I used to go on Sundays to hear her sing and her accompanist play. Yes, sir. I felt so good. I'm feeling much better as a direct result of the encouragement that we share with each other. Mm-hmm. We have concerns about black theater and the expansion that needs to take place, but we must be committed to the collective and not just to ourselves. Yes, sir. We have to be ready mm-hmm. to do what we know that we can do, but if you're not prepared for an opportunity at Vine Street Community Center at 339 Dudley Street. Verna Hampton is going to be there to show you the way. Yes, and we have a special thing happening, the Biographical Dyad Workshop, which is around the isms, which is, you know, racism, sexism, homophobia, and all the other isms that we all know about. Uh but before we leave, may I just do one more? Piece? We're not leaving. Oh, anybody. we're not leaving. What are you talking about? I thought it was time. This to is go. my show, though. <laughs> Let me keep the time. You just keep the yes, rhyme. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I'd like to do this. I know you like this piece. This is called "Where Do I Come From." Where do I come from? Where do I come from? I come from Africa. I come from Boston. I come from Brooklyn. I come from stolen, displaced Africans brought here on ships and sold to a man named Yop. I also come from the Yops. I come from Tobe, Alvarine, Zula, Big Red, Staples, Elaine, Black Jack, a light-skinned Pullman Porter, and a dark-skinned Navy man. I come from a mama who is very hankty, very sedity, but she could get down to the do-wa-ditty. I come from my a mother who told me, you are a princess. And nuns who called me, you people. I come from my guts. I come from my heart. I come from St. John, St. Anne, St. Hughes, and the Blessed Sacrament Convent for Negroes and Indians. I come from down south Georgia and up south Massachusetts, Louise Day Hicks and Lester Maddox, Sardis, Vidalia, Savannah, Valdosta, Roxbury, Dorchester, Mattapan. I come from fried chicken, collard greens, and potato salad, $5 a plate. The Odessa and Leshkos on Avenue A, pierogies, blintzes, and real mashed potatoes. Papa Leroy's home-cooked Navy meals and Granny Wright's cakes made from scratch. Mm-hmm. I come from Coco Vin, lasagna, bagels, steak, salad, baked beans, corn on the cob, lobster, hog mog, chitlins, and fried fish on Fridays. I come from Hallelujah, Shalom, Thank You, Jesus, Allah, Akbar. I come from Patricia Philanery. Richard Morowski, Constance DiBella, old Eastern European men sitting in the Bialystoka Delicatessen on Blue Hill Avenue drinking tea from a glass, and Zelda's mother, who had numbers on her arm. I come from my guts. I come from my heart. I come from 
We shall overcome free breakfast for children, school busing, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, JFK, Fred Hampton, Malcolm X, Medgar Evers, Emmett Till, Dr. Martin Luther King, and up against the wall, mf -er. Take your boot off my neck or I'll snatch your leg off. I come from if you take the A train mm -mm, mm -mm. or the J train or the one, two, three, the four tops, Aretha, the Temptations, the 1812 Overture. Ooh, baby, baby, there's a party tonight. It's howdy duty time. Turn that music down. And Nina Simone. I wish you knew how it would feel to be me. And everybody knows about Mississippi, God. I come from Catherine Dunham, Maria Tallchief, Shirley Chisholm, Professor Mahoney, Mrs. Sullivan, Hattie McDaniel, Paul Robeson, Dorothy Dandridge, Nikki Giovanni, Susan Batson, Marvin Felix, Pancho Camillo, Robbie McCauley, Maestro Barry Harris, Dr. Elma Lewis, Queen Mother Moore, Ruby Bridges, Fannie Lou Hamer, Melnia Cass, Bayard Ruskin, Louis Armstrong. Yeah, I come from Pops. I come from my guts. I come from my heart. Where do I come from? I come from you. Mm, mm, mm. Boy, you know, I was just traveling in time. When you were saying I come from, I was on 125th Street, uh -huh. 7th Avenue in front of the Teresa Hotel on a Saturday <laughs> the afternoon and Adam Clayton Powell. And yes, sir. Basil Patterson. Oh, wow. And Percy Sutton and Roy Wilkins from the NAACP would all be standing around and Marcus Garvey members would be patrolling in their black suits and their, yes, sir. and their boots and the sisters with no makeup on That's and right. with the afros and the brother standing on the soapbox, man, was Malcolm, man. Yes, and sir. he was telling them, man, a new day is coming and a new day is coming that we won't let a bullet cut down our spirit or our faith. So, you know, like cowards have guns, but we don't run. We stand in demand because... Uh, that's where we come from. Yes, sir. You know, so we want to thank again our guests here today, share some of her writing, etc. Verna Hampton, oh, Verna, we love you. We love you. We want to be there for you because you've been there for us. <laughs> I love you too, Haywood, and you know that. That's hey, true. But we want to let people know that, uh, you know, nobody's coming to save us, that we, uh, we have to save ourselves. Yes, we do. Saving ourselves is based on our truths. My mm -hmm. other affiliation is with a group in New York called the, <clears throat> excuse me, called the um, Colloquium Depot Limited. Hold up, hold up. That's a word that we can't let get away. <laughs> what what you call it? Colloquium. 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 I know. <laughs> it sounds like a lemonade or something. <laughs> My goodness, colloquium. Yes, colloquium. Yeah. Put a little, put a little ketchup on that right now. <laughs> that what are they doing with the colloquium? Well, th this is the ban on bullying piece that I do in New York. Okay, and it's through art, especially visual art, okay. and we're doing the biographical dyad, mm -hmm. which is a workshop exercise that is done, and it's a lot of interesting things happen. You're talking about that's what the colloquium is going to be about? Well, that the colloquium depot 
is uh, they deal with bullying and using art, the arts. Mm-hmm. And we do an umbrella project where we make umbrellas, and we've had several exhibits in New York with mm-hmm. the art that people have done at the workshops. They're usually younger or older, children mm-hmm. of youth that are what people call troubled. Uh, I don't Let me you. ask you a question, yes, you know, uh, because bullying is an art. Yeah. It's not something that, you know, you can just step up on somebody, you know, and uh, make these assumptions that they are going to be afraid of you. Well, do we have time to read the bully poem I have? I think we do. Okay, let me get we it up. We can I will uh, talk about I bullying, it up. the dynamics of bullying. You know, uh, you got to know what it is. Mm-hmm. You can't avoid it. You can't avoid being bullied. No. You can't? No, you can't. Why? You can't or you can? You can yes, avoid being bullied. You can, but uh, there are bullies of different ilks. Let's talk about that. You have a bully who may be the bully at school, but then you have the bully that may be the bully of a country. You have the bullies who may be the bully of your medical. There's so many bullies come in so many different guises. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can be hard to understand who's a bully. Mm -hmm. And with this bully... Right, that's what I'm talking about. You know, you got to understand that. Yeah, the workshop is meant to initiate group dialogue around race and diversity in the isms. But and it gives people a chance to voice their experiences around these issues. Okay. And it's a team-building tool also uh, because it's an interview. One person listens while the other person interviews, and then they present each other's things. And they have uh, um, already written out questions that they ask so it's easier. But this piece is called Bully. B-U-L-L-Y. A bully can be a girl or a guy. They hit you, they tease you, take your money, pull your hair. Bullies can be almost anywhere. A bully can be a sister or brother, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, even a father or mother. A father or mother? Uh Uh-huh. A father or mother. These may be things you don't want to hear, but bullies can be almost anywhere. There were these kids in my old school. They wore the same gear and thought they were cool. My brother was never selfish. He always wanted to help. These kids always bullied him. They didn't know how it felt. Bullies hit me and kicked me in school every day. If you are a bully, I have this to say. You hurt my feelings, and if it were you, you would know how it feels to get hit up and slapped up too. You're a kind of bully in my school. You act like a fool, and you are not even cool. It may have happened a long time ago. If you were there, then you saw, and you would know. When a girl took my glasses, broke them in two, you stood there and watched. But what did you do? Now my story, my story is through. One time, I met a bully. He hit me in the head. What goes around comes around because he met another bully who was bigger than him, 
who makes his day scary and grim. See, if you are a bully, you can't always win. B-U-L-L-Y, a bully can be a girl or a guy. So what you gonna do? What you gonna do if a bully steps up to you? Use the skills of conflict resolution. Tell someone in charge about it and help to create a solution. Wow, that was Werner Hampton with B-U-L-L-Y. This is the Other Page Radio brought to you by Triad Veterans League in association with BNN Media. We don't want to forget the veterans, folks, because, you know, people are talking about guns and violence and showing all these weapons and everything. And it's kind of sad, you know, because it's all about the attitude. They're talking about guns. People get killed with rocks. Yep. You know, uh, it's not about climate change. It's about people change. You know, that's what we need to do. We need to start <laughs> loving each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care who you're loving. I want to know who you're hating. Yeah. You know, we're talking about all these phobias going around and stuff like that. That's very confusing to our young people. And, you know, I just want to say to the veterans that are struggling, you don't have to struggle. 857-204-5312. Betcha somebody to get back to you. Mm-hmm. Today our guest is a lady that has covered a lot of ground over the years and used her God known talents to try to inspire others. And we're really honored for you to be here today, Miss Verna Hampton. Verna Hampton. Oh, thank you Verna, so much. How many much. plays have you written? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So many, especially, you know, for children. I've written several plays that are focused on children. Like that piece there, I was commissioned to write that uh, with the Henry Street Settlement. It's an interactive piece. Mm -hmm. And that's how I came up with putting it together with the biographical dyad. And Mm -hmm. it's a stop-action play. And we did it. We toured... uh, Settlement houses, grammar and middle schools, youth and community centers in the lower and upper east side sections of New York City. At the time, the first time I did it with a cast of 12, 8 to 12-year-old youth. And it was wonderful. And they did junior high schools. And the interaction was beautiful. We had workshopped how to do interactive pieces, the stopgap and how do you feel? What do you think about it? And how to get back into the piece? And the youth would, as I say, the youth are the vanguard. Yeah, no question. We have to water those seeds and bring those flowers and those trees up. So, what was the ages of the uh, for the uh, event this evening? What was uh, it? It's from eighteen years and up. Okay. All yes, right. and with some exceptions, but mm-hmm. it's eighteen years and up because I find. We also need a venue for people who are interested in the performing arts, but they have nowhere to go to mm-hmm. workshop. And it's called a performance lab because in a lab you experiment and you're able to, the experiment goes well or the experiment has to 
start all over again. Right. So there are no mistakes. There's only a learning process. And when it, everything comes to fruition, it's a very good feeling as we work on scenes or different parts of pieces that we're doing now. And people, you can see in their faces, oh, I got it. Oh, this is it. I get it now. This is what I'm bringing to the stage. Right. And the pieces that we're doing, speaking of our veterans, one of the main pieces that we are doing, uh, there are three, four veterans in the piece. Four of them? Wow. Yeah. Four. That's, a, that's almost a squad. Well, it, it it is. It's a very intense piece. It's called Loose Squares. And it was written by a young woman from Chicago called Tia Janae. And it was actually nominated for a Pulitzer. What? Yes. So, and um, she actually, what was exciting, a few weeks back, she called me mm-hmm. while we were in the workshop and spoke with the people that were reading. At the moment, I, she listened and she was very that is excited. Beautiful. Yes, it is. And um, also Lou Johnson, we're doing his work. Mm-hmm. Brother Lou jo- Lewis Johnson, we're, we're doing some of his work. Lewis Johnson, I know that. Yes, name. yes. Actually, they're doing one of his pieces right now at the Blackboard Play re- Reading Series in New York. It's coming up very sh- soon. Like I think week after next is his. But Your travels to New York. Do you come in contact with? Uh, the Harlem Artists Alliance, are you familiar yeah, with them? Yeah, sure. I was a part of the Harlem Artists Alliance. Yeah. And, uh, oh, gosh. I now, remember how could, that. How could I forget the brother's name? Oh, God. Over there on 135th Street. Yes, but the brother who was the head of Harlem Arts Alliance. Yeah, they, we used to have about. our meetings at the um, at the church. church every, yeah, once a Riverside. month. Riverside. Riverside Church. That's also where the family repertory company, we had been housed there. Mm-hmm. Our office spaces had been in the Riverside Church. So you know Donna, too. Donna uh, Walker-Kuhn. The woman from uh, Riverside. No, she's from the... Uh, from the, uh, the uh, Apollo Theater Foundation. Yes, I do. You know me. Mm-hmm. I, uh, Reverend Malika Lee Whitney is my woman tour and my sister. She was actually at the show. Mm-hmm. And she has a lot of interactions with the Apollo. And mm-hmm. I worked with the significant elders in New York. Okay. And, and they're you, part of the Apollo. And then you know the people at the Black National Theater over there on Madison yes, sir. Avenue. Do you know one of my first tours I ever went on with the family? Mm-hmm. The uh, Black National Theater and the family, we went on the same bus. Right. And the tour was in Philly somewhere. And that was a wonderful, and that's also when, of course, uh, Barbara Ann Tears was still alive. Okay. Yeah, she was beautiful. Yes, yes, sir. I, I I've met been her. blessed. I, met her. I, I met have. Her. I have been so blessed. The people that raised me as a performer. Let me tell you something. I, I, I used to go up there by the uh, Lafayette Theater up there on 7th Avenue. Right, and then it became the new Lafayette. Which yeah, and I used to just stand around, you know, and see people that uh, uh, Douglas Ward Turner. Douglas Turner Ward. <laughs> yeah, Douglas Turner Ward. <laughs> exactly. Right. Mantan Moland. Yeah, that's, you know, that's where the original tree of life that they used that they used in the Apollo, that's where it was in front of 
Break the old seven down. Yeah, that's where it was. Mm. Yes, um, Robert Shakespeare. Okay. Yeah, he was a part of that. There was so many. There was so many. Robert Hooks, too. He Robert was, Hooks. Oh, he was up was, in there. He yeah. was up in there, you know. Folks, I just want to uh, tell you, you know, that a theater is not something that you can just jump up on the stage because you can sing or dance. You know, it requires training. If you're committed to um, trying to be the best that you can be uh, in the commitment process, you know, it's learning. Yes, sir. It's not about, you know, just going and saying, I know, I know. No, you don't know anything. And as soon as you understand that you don't know anything, then you're open to learn. And I'm still learning, and I will continue to learn. I, I've been blessed to be around so many wonderful people like yourself who have been so encouraging and supportive both here and at home. Well, this is home too, but New in York. New York, I've been blessed. And it's just that you have to pass it on. And yeah, we, and you got to pass it on. And you can't be stingy. No, and you can't and be judging people. No, you have, because everyone has something to give Everyone back. has something to give back. And we're putting stone creatives. If you come to... Vine Street Community Center, tell them that you're coming to the Pudding Stone Creatives Play Reading and Performance Lab. And we've named it after Robbie McCauley, who was tell, a— Tell us a little bit about Miss Robin McCauley. Okay. Robbie McCauley was, uh, comes from Washington, D.C. Yes. That's where she was raised. She was She's born, a black woman. A black woman. Don't who, let that last name fool yeah. you. Uh, I was blessed to—I worked with Robbie McCauley— from the day I came to New York as an intern, with, she was worked with the Family Repertory Company. Okay. She was a, a professor at NYU, and that's Ooh, also a theater company. And I was also an intern there mm. uh, for my master's at NYU Theater Company. Theater, before it was, it was Tish, but it was on 7th Street in this little building, which is still there. Now, Washington Square area. Yeah, but now it's at the huge building. Okay. But it was on 7th Street. Between, the Violets. Yeah, it was very small. It was like between 1st and 2nd Avenue. East Side. Or 2nd and 3rd Avenue, east actually. Side. That, yeah, the East Side. And Robbie was a teacher there also. But mm. I met her through the family because she was our Voice, she's wonderful with voice and movement. And I also was with her company, Sedition Ensemble, and I represented her in a project which through Robbie McCauley and company in New Orleans, which was a seven-year project. I went back wow. and forth to New Orleans, and I was commissioned to write a few plays, and I worked with the community there, and we did interactive plays around issues in New Orleans. And believe me, prior this is prior to um, Katrina and the other things that have happened there. And believe me, there are a lot of issues, just like everywhere else, for us as a people. But I enjoyed that. And she, working, was at, uh, she was here in Boston. Yes, she was at Emerson. Um, actually, I was still living in New York when I was invited to be a guest artist and a guest lecturer at Emerson a few times through Robbie mm -hmm. at, to the graduate school. And I brought the same workshop I'm doing tonight, we brought to Emerson a few times. Okay. And I've been, again, Robbie is my sister, my woman tour, 
and my friend. And I when I the day that I decided to call it the Robbie McCauley workshop and a performance lab, I woke up and I went into my um into my um into your my computer okay. to look at my uh, things that I had written, and all of a sudden, all of these, all of these poems that Robbie had written came up in my, in my, um, on my phone. And I said, "This was the day, the week after I had just started the um, program, the project." So I immediately said, this is a sign from Robbie that this is the right thing to do. So this is a sign, you say? Yes. So I okay. I emailed her daughter and mm -hmm. her husband, who was, it's, it's her ex-husband, but they were very close and always collaborated together. Uh, her, his, her daughter is um, Jesse Montgomery, who is a celebrated uh, violin Violinist. Violinist. Yes, she does several works. Actually, they're doing some of her work at um, Upstate with the a symphony, Boston Symphony Orchestra. Okay. What is that? Uh, Tanglewood. Yeah. This summer in July. That's great. But, so I emailed them and I told them what had happened, and uh, her husband got back to me and he said Robbie would love that. Yes, you may, cause, because I asked for uh, permission to do that. And they said he said yes, she would love that. And there's a reason why that happened. He's working on something now that will probably come up in a, a year or so. And he wanted me to do something with those. She had telephone um, poems that she did just before she transitioned. Okay, so we want to just take a minute. I say that this is the other page radio sponsored by. Triad Veterans League. My name is Haywood Fennell. Uh, we're talking to a theater giant here, Verna uh, Hampton, is with us, and she's sharing so many of her experiences. But we're going to have to interrupt that right now because uh, we're winding down. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's very important that we understand that theater, again, needs to be expanded, especially black theater, because folks, you know, early on I was talking about, you know, August Wilson and you know, Jim of the Ocean and uh, the young lady that was with Bill Cosby, uh, that, uh, uh, what's her name, uh, Debbie Allen's sister, Felicia Rashad. She's the dean of Howard University uh, theater, theater Department now. And, uh, you know, we need to uh, make our theater uh, universities that uh institutions that have, uh, you know, strong theater departments, more aware of what's going on in our community. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, we have Verna Hampton here as our, our guest to tell people about, you know, some of her work. We can't talk about all that she's done because we just don't have the time for that, you know, and the people that she knows, you know, but we want the surrounding community to be supportive of what, Werner is involved in and what I'm involved in because community-based theater is a part of our culture. Yes. It is the way that we 
teach and reach and build pride and stamina mm -hmm. and encourage people to shoot for the stars. And if they fall short, you know, when you shoot high, you can't fall low. <laughs> you know, we got to, like, understand who we are. And people are trying to take that away from us. And we got people like Verna Hampton that goes between here and New York, and she's established with her peers. Well, I'm one of her peers. I'm honored to have her here today to talk about Robin. I met Robin. I met her. Yes. You know, when she was professoring over at Emerson, and she was coming over to RCC, you know, and listening to uh, a fellow that was, uh, you know, he's no longer there, Marshall Hughes. You know, he does a lot of work around symphonies and and Shakespearean-type performances and stuff like that. And that's all important, too. But right now, you know, we're coming out of the uh, Mr. Ed Bullen's vein, mm -hmm. if you will. You know, the Robin McCauley's vein, the yes. uh, Loretta Hansberry vein. You know, we're talking about people from our community like Monica Anderson Spencer, mm. who is our premier director who is an advanced music voice teacher with her degrees from Howard University, and she has shaped our programs. And that's what Verna is doing. She's trying to shape your reasoning around theater and understand the dynamics of this wonderful art. Yes. And that we need to have venues. We don't need people just to make a donation and don't come to see what they're donating to. You know, they buy 10 tickets or whatever and don't come. So you're just giving your money away because you don't know what you did with it. <laughs> you know, and we need to understand the importance of having a business plan. Yes, sir. Say it again now. The importance of having a business plan mm -hmm. because you don't always get what you need from these funders. Exactly. So you have to begin to understand that Verna is placing her trust when she shares her knowledge that she paid for. <laughs> okay? That she paid for. To share it with you because she's committed to advancing Black Regional Repertoire Theater. Well, on that note, I'd like to share this. I was blessed to be part of the 2018 Repertory Theater, the La Mama, the Tony Award-winning season. Uh, in January of 2018, they actually did Sister FM Diva at La Mama, and then in April, La Mama won as the Best Regional Theater a Tony Award. So I I guess by, I, I wouldn't say default. I, I am also a Tony Award winner through working at La Mama. And I've worked with La Mama for several years. Can you tell us what La Mama is? La Mama is, was... Um, <clears throat> The woman who started La Mama came from New Orleans, actually. She, she was um, Ellen Stewart. 
She started La Mama in the, I'm saying, the early 60s in the Lower East Side, EST, that's experimental theater. And she went from really having a downstairs cellar <laughs> where she went and the men from the Bowery would protect her to walk down the street. It was really rough, rough, rough then, back in the early 60s. That's when it really was Alphabet City. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I, you know, like, I'm going to tell you something, Vernon. You know, your experiences are similar to mine, you know, in terms of the people that, that you've met, meet, and will continue to meet because that's what theater people do. Mm -hmm. They don't want to talk about what they do. They want to know what you do. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so, you know, I, when you were talking about that lady, I was thinking about Al Fan up on 140th Street, uh, St. Charles Church. Yeah, I was going to say Al Fan, yeah. yeah, yeah but he was also corner. in Brooklyn, too. Yeah. I know. know Al Fan from Brooklyn. Right. You know, He I had mean, an office in Brooklyn. I want to thank Leah Randolph. You know, she's here in Boston. Oh, that's my sister. She used to be in Bubble and Brown Sugar. She you was know, in The Wiz. Been, she was, uh, she, she was in the movie and the play. The, that's Randolph. a good friend of mine. Leah Randolph. She's uh, a wonderful woman. I want to salute you, Leah. Dr. Leah you know, hope Randolph. that you uh, uh, yes. doing well and recovering from your transplant. Yes. You know, we love you. You know, we love Lauren Earl Roberts. You know, your fight is continuing. You, you've done so much for us. You know, so we want to just thank you again, Vernon, for coming in you know, today and talking about some of the things that you are doing and what some of your plans are. And it can't be based on, uh, I just thought, no. No. See, black people, black people, they do a lot of contemplating. But women like Verna, they do contemplating less and do active projects more. You have any uh, contact information that you want to share? Well, because we're almost there now. Yes, puddingstonecreatives at gmail.com. Say it again slow now. Puddingstonecreatives at gmail.com. Hope you got a pen and time to write that down because this is important information. We're honored today to have on our show here at BNN Production Studio, uh, the other page radio brought to you by. Triad Veterans League. You know, Triad Veterans League is into a lot of things, folks. You know, and one of the things that we want to do is always encourage, not discourage, you to be involved with what we do. And that is build a community. We bring in folks like the diva who's here today, a wonderful lady, the only lady that I know that works harder than James Brown. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, I'm talking about Verna Hampton, cool. New York to Boston, Boston to New York, catching in between because she's doing something, rest and believe, we got a lot of future because she has planted the seeds. Thank you, everybody. God bless you. And we will be back soon to Thank see you. you. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Hey,